the moment with Helping His Hands, podcast created for you, the listener, to bring some entertainment and also some insight into different things. Uh, we're just really glad that you joined us uh, for this episode. We're excited. Uh, I'm excited, I should say it that way. Uh, our guest uh, today is uh, John Streeter. He is our local EMA um, director for Knox County, Indiana, right there where our home office is in Vincent's. John, we are glad you're with us here today. Thank you, Scott. I'm glad to be here. So we uh, we have been talking a little bit, for those of you who've, who have tuned in, uh, John's helping us do some training uh, down in Florida for some volunteers that are coming in. And so with that, we've been uh, just talking about some different things. And, and it's kind of on my mind, I guess, to, uh, to have John share a little bit with us about um, some of that. But before we do that, I'd like you to kind of have a little bit of a background of who John is. So John, why don't you just share a little bit with us about, uh, well, about what you do. About sure, that. sure. Well, I started back in the fire service back in the 1990s. I've been in the... Uh, uh, fire service, EMS, hazardous, hazardous materials world for a little over 30 years. So I've got a lot of experience with uh, the public safety realm okay. for, for the response efforts. So uh, we're trying to uh, do some training now. It's called CERT training, mm-hmm. Community Emergency Response Team training um, here at the camp. And we're going to get some people affiliated with uh, Helping His Hands and get them certified with FEMA. Cool. I love it. I love it. So with all the all the experience and all the things that you have done, I bet you've seen, you've probably got a boatload of stories you could tell of people being in the wrong place at the wrong time while while you, as well as the as the department who are professionals at being first responders and things like that, uh, of probably of people being in the way. Uh, being in the way. <laughs> There's That's a, lot a loaded of, question, isn't there it? There is. Statement, Logistics-wise, there's a lot of uh, information that you need to uh, obtain from individuals that are here to assist, uh, not only the public safety individuals, uh, county government, city government, town employees. Um, you need to kind of vet those, those individuals and make sure they have uh, the proper training and the know-how in order to go in to a disaster and large emergency area and actually perform tasks for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, with that, the CERT program uh, provides the individuals who complete uh, the course with basic skills that will uh, need to respond to their community's immediate needs uh, in the aftermath of a disaster or large emergency um, that are immediately available to you mm-hmm. when necessary. So one of the things we do um, when we operate our emergency operations center and we have an incident management team uh, assembled uh, is to organize uh, volunteers and we call it volunteer donation management and things of that nature so we kind of grab all that information and we, we coordinate if we have to we do in time training with them and make sure they are able to function properly and safely out in the field for us cool cool I know for us when I go and talk to a church or a civic group or or, or maybe a, a, a business owner or something like that we talk about trying to get volunteers and things for what we do we always tell people we always say it's not it's not if a disaster is going to happen it's, it's when a disaster exactly. is going to happen exactly so, right. so in the midst of everything that you're talking about and, and then of course the things you're going to be um, helping train this week uh, some folks coming in mm-hmm. um, would you say this is something that really I mean anybody could be a part of in the local com- local community Oh, absolutely. And here's some of the, the topics we're going to discuss during the training is uh, disaster preparedness, 
We're going to talk about fire safety and utilities control and what to look for safely. Uh, there's actually two different units on disaster medical operations when you learn how to perform assessments and actually treat people that, that need medical attention. Uh, do some light search and rescue operations. Uh, how your CERT, your community emergency response team, is organized, who the leaders are, and who you uh, basically um, answer to that's okay. above you. Okay. Uh, disaster psychology, uh, a little bit of terrorism and CERT training, and then we're going to do a course review. We'll do the final exam. We'll do at the end of the, the, the course, we're going to do an actual disaster simulation. Cool. Cool. Now, I'm going out on a limb here, see if I can remember this. Sure. But CERT training actually came about, I think, from two different things, 9-11 and then Hurricane Katrina. I think they upped some things, or maybe it's vice versa. Is that right? Well, it started with the Los Angeles City Fire Department around okay. 19, I believe it's 1985. Oh, so it's been around for quite some time. It has been around for quite some time, and it, it was so well um, thought of and, and people took to it so well that FEMA actually adopted it and okay. made it a national okay. course yes cool cool so let me ask you this then for the for the for the, for the listener um, who is thinking to themselves well I would because of my lifestyle busyness etc cetera, etc cetera, there's no way I would ever go and respond to uh, a disaster in a neighboring uh, community or drive into another state or whatever is there things in this that would that would help just I mean, help them and their family even if they never went anywhere? Sure. Okay. You know, for instance, a tornado, flood, a, a wind event, ice storm of that nature, and things like that in your own neighborhood. You know, you could get small cert teams established throughout your community in small areas and just help your neighboring community out. You don't have to respond to another county. Okay. You don't have to respond to another state, uh, and so on. You can just do it right where you live at. Cool. Cool. And so, uh, for our listeners who are, who are again are listening in and, and all this, is is um, is this one of those things that as they're as they're being trained in this, is there opportunities out there for them if they would take this to actually even gain more training in other areas? Is there is there is there? I guess you're, I guess what I'm trying to say is, this would be the foundational part, but there's actual other opportunities for them to to get other trainings is that correct absolutely so this is just the fundamentals just the basics so whatever whoever you're affiliated with with your cert organization um, they can offer extended you know training scenarios and courses for you and in basically whatever you wanted to do so um, I'm actually looking at right now of having some individuals trained to actually operate inside the emergency operations center okay. um, at our county cool. in Knox County so um, with that, there's a lot of incident command training that's involved, uh, a lot of what we call NIMS, the National Incident Management System, the NIMS and the ICS forms and how to fill those out. So, you know, with every disaster, there's a lot of information and data that's collected and it's used to analyze and make um, determinations, especially for the incident commanders and the field staff out in the field on what to do. So lots of paperwork involved and people have to know how to fill that paperwork out properly. So now, is this training, uh, if, if, again, one of those who are listening in, if a person took this training, is this something, this, at least this, this foundational training, is this something that has to be renewed from time to time, or is it one of those things that once you get it, you got it? Well, it is one of those things, unfortunately, that once you 
once you have the certification, you are certified. But when most of us have small cert teams within our areas, we actually offer many training opportunities throughout the year to keep your, your, your training up and refreshed. And, uh, you know, if you don't, don't use it, you, you lose, lose it. it. So yes, for there's, sure. always, there's always those things where we need to uh, keep our training up and, yes. up and going. Yes. Well, cool. Cool. Anything else that, that even though those who are listening in, and we're, we're down at this point while this, this podcast is being recorded, uh, we've got a group coming in to, to learn um, uh, not just the CERT, but there's some other trainings they're going to be doing uh, while they're here. Is there anything that you want to elaborate on from, from the CERT training itself? Well, some of the things that the CERT training doesn't offer are a basic, some skill level courses where if you go into a large event, emergency or disaster area, you know, most of us always think we're always going to have electricity. Mm. Most of us think we're all going to have gasoline and heat and AC and a place to stay and that's not always the case. Yeah. So uh, we may get into some uh, other courses later on where they're going to be taught those field living skills for a disaster area so they can take care of themselves and their team members whenever they do get deployed. Um, but we'll talk a lot about emergency medical care, uh, wound care, head-to-toe assessments, establishing medical treatment areas, you know, you do your, your start triage, your uh, treatment triage and transport for EMS personnel and fire mm -hmm. personnel, how to set up an LZ zone for helicopters coming yeah. in to actually move patients from one yeah. area where you're at to, a, to an area hospital. Um, there's a lot of information inside the CERT training. It's about 20 to 24 hours just to get the basics down, mm -hmm. and then we'll go from there and establish some more uh, individual training needs as as we see fit cool and so as they're doing this training they're actually going to get a binder that has a, um, a lot of the information that's going to be uh, shared throughout the cert training that they get to take with them and be able to refer to it from time to time right a lot, a lot of people are going uh, digital now or you have to have things on your computer and your phone and PDF format or whatever yeah. format it is but we actually give them a, a printed manual so they can go back and reference that at any time and it's always nice when those CERT members go out. I always, when I instruct classes, tell them, make sure you have your three ring binder for that course because you will, at some point in time, need to go back and look something up. And why have to remember it when it's right in front of you? Exactly, exactly. So let me ask you this because there's probably those who are listening thinking, uh, my memory's not very good. You know, I probably wouldn't be very good at doing this because I can't remember. I mean, when this stuff happens, I mean, we're human. We're going to we're going to forget things, stuff like that. But like you just said, they've got an opportunity to be able to, to go back and and look at what's been given to them. Yeah, right. And you know, there's things when they get deployed out there, they may not, like you said, remember. But there, it's always nice to have a book you can go back and resource information from. You know, it, it's yeah. a lot quicker. Uh, I think a lot of times and go back and looking at it digitally. Yeah, yeah. I know when we've had other groups who've done some of this training. The one part seems like I always go back to because uh, I know it's going to come up. It seems like is when they start talking about the triage part, uh, where you have to make that decision: leave them, take them. Right. They're dead. Right. I mean, and I know we've had some who've said, "I don't want to be in that situation." And I know for us, when we go out, we've always we've always gotten to the place where they've already they've already done all that kind of thing so even if you've got someone who's thinking i don't know if i want to do this training because of that 
you can take that component out, correct? You can. You can take that component out. And you can actually take that individual out who's not comfortable with that. Because there's many a things to do. Oh, absolutely. Put them in another position. Put them in yes. another spot, an area away from there where they still are doing good. Yeah. You know, you do the best for the most and then yeah. work yourself down yeah. is how we all do it. Yeah, cool. Anything else that, that, that you think the listeners might want might to grab a hold of? Um, it'd be nice. So... If people start taking these these courses, the CERT courses, that if they actually got involved uh, with the emergency services, because they're going to be the ones that's going to be called first. Yes. And when the emergency services and the public safety folks know that you, that individual, have some some basic training and in, in some cases some advanced training, they're going to utilize you more, mm. and you're going to be used in your community. Cool. cool. And I think that that's a good thing for all of us. Yes, for sure. Because yeah. the thing is, if you really if you really think about it. I mean, you know, not to get preachy on this, but I mean, God created us to help people out. Yes. You know, and in my mind, the more things that we can we can equip ourselves with, not only we're we gonna be able to help out ourselves and our family, but our neighbors, like you were talking about earlier, and and people that you know that we don't know, that we never know where where you're gonna come in contact with somebody uh, who's in need. Right. So. Uh, once we get done with this training here in Florida, we're going to start offering CERT classes in, in Knox County and the surrounding areas. And one of the um, uh, things we're going to do is reach out to the faith-based in the, in the community with the, the churches. And we're going to see if we can start putting multiple CERT teams together in Knox County in the, in the local area. So I, I just think it's a great thing. Uh, we just need individuals who want to... Uh, do good yeah. and they want to learn and they want to help their community out. Yeah, yeah. And for those of you who are listening, especially if you're in Vincennes, in Knox County, Indiana, and even beyond that though, if you're interested in this kind of training, uh, you can reach out to Helping His Hands. You can go to our website, helpinghishands.com. You can fill out an information sheet there to inquire about more information. Uh, you also can call our office, 812-494-2888 and just say, hey, I'd like more information about the CERT training program. Um, and there's other things that will be offered also in, in down the road. And so, again, don't don't be one of these people who thinks that, well, I don't know enough or I can't I can't learn enough to help out. The, the bottom line is you got to be willing. And if you're willing, uh, as we always tell everybody, if, you, if you're willing to listen and follow instructions, we can teach you. And so we hope that those of you who are listening will want to be a part of, uh, of what's going on. Hey, again, as, as always, check us out on social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Like us, follow us, and everything in between. And if you get a chance, check out our YouTube channel that has some older videos on of, of trips and places that we've been helping out in disaster. Hey, thanks for tuning in with us. And as always, go be Jesus to somebody today. We'll see you.